Welcome back to another episode of Phobia Friday. This is a sub-podcast, I suppose, of the uh, FearCast podcast, the uh, podcast dedicated to OCD, anxiety, anxiety spectrum disorders, and getting your life back. I am the host, Kevin Foss. I'm a licensed clinician, and I specialize in uh, the treatment of anxiety and OCD. So I hope everybody out there is doing well today. Um, I am fighting a little bit of congestion, so if I sound a little snorky, uh, if I sound a little out of it, I might be. So this is the super fun stuff that happens to me every now and again when the weather changes. We go into winter or, we, you know, Southern California winter. And um, uh, the fun game, though, is whether it's um, just congestion or COVID. So that's the game that my brain is playing today. So how are you? So I, I, to get on to the episode, everybody, so please remember that um, I, I, we're going to be talking about the differences between fears and phobias. As a reminder to all of you folks out there, fear is the unpleasant emotion caused by the perception of danger, whereas a phobia is the excessive and persistent fear of objects or situations that may or may not actually be threats. So, sufferers respond to phobias with excessive attention, energy, action, and avoidance. So, the key here is going to be that excessive bit. So, it is perfectly normal and understandable and reasonable and human to have fear. Phobia is a, a psychological condition that we experience when we, when, we, when we have too much of it, when we're responding too much, when what we are experiencing or responding to it is excessive, as I previously mentioned. So today we're going to be talking about audenophobia, odenophobia, audenophobia, audenophobia. I have yet to figure out how I'm going to actually pronounce this. I think I've tried to pronounce all the other ones unsuccessfully, probably. But um, this one I'm going with, uh, audenophobia, that sounds about right. Audenophobia is the fear of nothing or nothingness. So my goal for Phobia Friday is to be able to bring light to and discuss some, some phobias that perhaps uh, don't get discussed or aren't as common as some of the other ones, fear of snakes, fear of spiders, stuff like that. So the fear of nothing or nothingness is something that people absolutely do experience, however, does not get the airplay or the conversation that these others do. So what we're going to try to do is, uh, with all the other Phobia Friday episodes, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is, we're going to talk a little bit about how it impacts people, and then most importantly, what we can do about it, how we can overcome it, how we can challenge it, and how we can get back to a life that we actually like, despite the reality that we may have this fear. So our brains can just be worried about anything. It can latch on to anything and, and have a phobic or feared or fight or flight response to anything. Some of them get super fancy fun names. Some of them don't. Now, um, Remember that uh, audenophobia, audenophobia, I'm going to mess this up a bunch. Um, that is not the diagnostic name. It would just simply be a phobia. But colloquially, I suppose, um, we would call it audenophobia, or the fear of nothingness. Now, this is going to be sometimes called nilophobia or nilophobia, um, and sometimes it's also related to the fear of the number zero, um, and ultimately that represents nothingness. So as with all this, I, I or all these episodes, I try to do a little bit of research on this, and I found this quote to be really interesting. This is on, on the Phobia Wiki. So this is a quote from one of the people um, commenting on this. They say, to me, the fear of nothingness is more of an existential thing. I used to, and still do sometimes, have a recurrent nightmare. 
When I'm walking through my city around noon, there is nobody. No cars, no people, no animals. All the buildings have their lights on. Everything is quiet. It's horrible. Sometimes I think about space. There's so much emptiness. It's all black. It seems like there's nothing. So I think that kind of encapsulates a little bit about how some people experience this fear, just thinking about the openness, the emptiness, the absence. And that can feel really disconnected and it can give people the heebie-jeebies and give people a really uncomfortable and uh, I'll dare say an ominous feeling. Um, and, and sometimes there's a story associated to that what that means for you, what that means for them, whatever it is. And that story can cause folks to have that really uncomfortable phobic response. Now, that previous quote, by the way, I should point out that 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 uh, 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 odinophobia, odinophobia, ugh, um, it's going to be different than autophobia, autophobia, which is the fear of being alone, which can obviously be associated with social phobia or social anxiety. But again, uh, autonophobia is the f- is the fear of nothingness, of emptiness, of a void. Now, I have worked with folks in the past who have had this fear somewhat related to death and the worry that after they die, that there is just simply nothing. So not that there's no afterlife and not that not kind of a religious group sort of feel where they're, they're worried about what the afterlife is going to be like and whether or not they're going to, you know, heaven or hell, if that's something that you believe in or whatever they believe in, but that there's just just nothing. Now, for my atheist friends out there, you're probably going, yeah, that's what it is. But regardless of what it is or isn't, that idea to somebody with autonophobia creates that that, that heebie-jeebies, what is nothingness. And to that point, if you have this fear, I want to validate this fear because we can validate these fears, right? Snakes are scary sometimes, right? If a dog bites you, it's going to hurt and you could get sick maybe, right? Some things are scary. But I want to also point out that that all we know as people is something. We all know that there is a something out there, right? So, Because for all of our life, we've known that there is to be something, either that we touch, there, there is a sound, there's a feeling, there is a, a, an emotion, there is a person, wh- whatever, right? Because even if we're in a sensory deprivation kind of contraption, well, we can still hear our heartbeat and hear our breathing and feel that breathing. So in other words, there's, there's always something. You and I as people fear the unknown, the unknown is scary because it comes with it a lot of questions. What's there? Will it cause pain? How can I avoid it? Will that ever end? Will anything ever end? Right? These questions about the unknown really spark our brain to go into a questioning process. This is one of the wonderful, terrible things about our brain is that we try to figure out these problems, right? My dog doesn't care about nothingness. My dog uh, just knows that I'm there or not there and whatever, he'll f- she'll figure it out. But we as dumb humans think about this stuff and worry about it. And then when we start worrying about it as if it's a problem, our brain goes, oh my God, maybe this is a problem. Maybe we should really be worrying about this. And then it starts to create more of that fight or flight. And then it goes, all right, we got to figure this out right now or else, right? So we can get ourselves caught up in that cycle. 
Now, in my research, I couldn't really find anything about where this fear comes from, how it's developed. Because I don't necessarily think that there's one story about how one gets out of this or how, me, how one gets into this. But you can come at it from a lot of different places. But let's briefly jump into treatment of this. So what, what can we do about this? Now, as a behaviorist, my stance is always going to be cognitive behavioral therapy, exposure and response prevention, and mindfulness. Obviously, right? That's why you're here. The first thing we want to do is to question the legitimacy of this fear. Is this something I ought to be afraid of? And is the likelihood of the catastrophic outcome high or low? I was going to say likely, but that doesn't make any sense. It's a, should this be something that, that I ought to be afraid of because there is a legitimate, likely, reasonable, and, and experienced in my near future danger? Or is this something that is going to be an impossibility? Is this something that just doesn't exist and therefore is completely irrational, right? I think we refer to it as a, a, a fantasy phobia, right? Something that doesn't have any grounding in reality. Now, when we start to think about this, and if we start to challenge this thought for long enough, we'll start to eventually realize that there's nothing that you and I can do to fully understand nothingness, right? We just can't wrap our head around the reality or the possibility of there being nothing. Now, sometimes we, 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 we try to go through this rumination process, the compulsive rumination process as a means of trying to fully understand a situation. Because after all, if we can fully understand a situation, we can have mastery over it. We can feel confident and we can feel safe over something, right? Or we can prevent something bad from happening. Or at the very least, we can try to make ourselves feel better. But again, with autonophobia, we, we realize that we can never understand it. And despite our beating our heads against the wall to try to understand it, we keep coming up with the same questions and the same reality that we, we don't know. So we need to recognize in this that continuing to fight with this or engage in the content of nothingness is useless. But I want you to consider, if you're afraid of this, is, well, what is the feared story for you? In other words, your compulsions are the things that's trying to keep you safe or to try to stop this bad thing or try to stop you from encountering this bad thing. Well, what's the story? What are you trying to avoid? What seems scary about the idea of nothingness? And you can start to work to challenge that or to process that story. Now, if you've already tried to do this, we can, we, again, we can recognize that this, this process can eventually be, be fruitless and frivolous because we're not going to fully understand it. But we can start to think about, well, what are the things, well, what is my relationship to this and why is it so scary for me? Saying it again, treatment for phobias and this phobia as well isn't about making sense of it fully, but is about learning that you can tolerate the feeling by facing it head on and standing your ground to it. And that looks like exposing yourself to that feeling that we get when we think about, in this case, nothingness. Because it's a feeling problem, right? And it's the existential aspect of it is, is ultimately unsolvable. So a way to start doing this, if we were to look at this through an exposure lens, is to make a list of all the things that cause you to think about nothingness. What you're ultimately going to be doing with this list is to go and do those things, to go and experience those things. Not in a way ultimately to torture yourself, but to experience those things while practicing a calm, kind of a, a, a detached sort of countenance to it. And ultimately to say, I'm going to feel this feeling. And maybe I'm going to read that book that reminds me of nothingness. I'm going to go to that place that reminds me of nothingness. And I'm going to kind of sit there 
and I'm going to tolerate the fact that 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 thought makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm going to resist that urge to fight against it, to rationalize it, to answer it, to explain it in some way. But instead to turn my attention towards that feeling and to acknowledge that that feeling is uncomfortable and it kind of sucks, but it's there. Now, for some people, movies can do this. Um, a common movie for, for this is The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That can throw people off. It can make someone feel uncomfortable. Uh, things like um, Interstellar can also make people feel uncomfortable. Is this idea of space. Um, to that point, gravity might make someone feel uncomfortable. Is this idea, yes, there is something, there is space out there and there's earth there, but that idea of being completely detached from reality or detached from something can trigger that. Now, with whatever you're doing that triggers that thought in the course of you living the life that you want to be living, we're going to have to accept. And this is where the acceptance part comes in. We can accept, again, that feeling, not the reality of eventual nothingness. Because remember, you and I are getting out of the figuring out nothingness business. Instead, we're going to sit with that feeling that we get, because that's a thing, right? That's a thing that we can feel. and that's the, that's the only thing that we have in that moment. Because what we have in that moment is something. We have that feeling which is the complete opposite of the nothingness. But we can ground ourselves in our reality. I have this. And acknowledging that the, the, the thought about it is ultimately useless and a waste of time. If you don't have time to do an, an active exposure, you living your life the way that you've wanted to is probably going to be giving you that feeling, right? So, in the course of you doing that, practice shifting your attention and grounding yourself in the here and now. So, thinking about what do you feel physically? What does your body feel? Do you feel tingling anywhere? Do you feel hot, cold, tightness? Is it moving around in your body? What do you think right now? Are you having racing thoughts? What sort of mental images pop up in mind? Is it just blackness? Is it, is it the word nothing just popping in over and over and over again? Well, we can acknowledge that. We don't need to then answer it. We don't need to then elaborate on it. But go, yeah, man, that's all there. And in the course of acknowledging that, we're trying to bring ourselves back to the here and now. You can even say to yourself, or a, a phrase similar to this, you know what? There may be nothing after this, but there is something here and now. Now, that phrase ultimately is pulling you out of that compulsive cycle. You're not saying, I'm going to figure this out, or I'm going to figure this out tomorrow. It says, there may be nothing after this, but there's something here now. It brings us back to today, which is the only thing that you and I can ever do or ever experience and to respond to and to act in. And we can say, this is, this is tangible. This is my life right now. I don't know if there's nothingness, but I'm not going to figure it out. I'm going to leave it there. And that's the uncomfortable thing because, well, what if it gets to you, right? Now, if grounding doesn't really work for you, you can also shift your direction or shift your, your thoughts by just getting yourself out of the situation and actively investing your attention and your energies into other things and really trying to get your brain into that. Now, there is a, a, a strong debate out there as to whether or not uh, distraction is beneficial or harmful within uh, anxiety treatment. And there is absolutely a role for distraction. That's what the average person would do. And really, in the course of living our life, there are a lot more things that are important than trying to answer what, uh, what nothingness is or isn't. But instead, we can redirect our attention towards the stuff in our life that we actually currently have. 
and leaving that feeling separate. Now, again, to that point about exposure and actively going to see that, that's kind of like going to the gym, right? We're going to intentionally say, this is uncomfortable, and I'm going to go try to feel that feeling and practice that practice accepting that uncomfortable feeling for an extended period of time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And eventually I'm going to realize, you know what? I can tolerate this feeling. I don't need to answer the question about nothingness, but I can tolerate that feeling. So start by making that list and then go and face some of those fears for short periods of time and then build up. And eventually you'll be surprised that you can handle discomfort for an extended period of time about nothingness. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this brief episode on autonophobia. Um, keep it up, everybody. If you have questions about it, you can go over to fearcastpodcast.com and you can uh, look up a little bit more information or you can ask me a follow-up question about autonophobia. Please remember as well that the Fearcast is not substitute for psychotherapy. If you have questions about how to uh, approach treatment or how to get into treatment for yourself, you can go to fearcastpodcast.com and you can uh, go to the find help link and you can uh, find some helpful stuff there. All right, everybody, until next time, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously.